Welcome to episode 13 of the Family Ties podcast. Today we are continuing our conversation talking about understanding your child's world. And if you if this is the first episode you listen to, you definitely want to go back um, because this is part two of a conversation that John and I started in our last episode about understanding uh, LGBT and, and everything that comes with that, that entire community, um, starting to understand you know some of those terms. Um, so you're definitely going to go back and listen to that episode because this is part two of that. We're going to jump into understanding what Scripture has to say, what, what does Scripture talk about in terms of homosexuality, transgenderism, all of that kind of stuff, and, and how we can glean some insight in order to have a better, a firm foundation as we engage with this community. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. So now what I want to do, um, uh, we, we want to, we, we've kind of talked about some terms and this is the basics. This is the beginning of understanding how to navigate and engage with this community in a way that's um, not out of ignorance. And there's a lot more work to be done and we should do that work. And there's, there's books to read and there's, um, you know, a, a lot of, of learning that needs to be done on our part if we're going to engage with this community well. Um, right. But the, but the other side of this is as Christians is mm-hmm. there is a really important question here is what does what the Bible say? What does God have to say on the subject? Um, and there are, there's not a ton. Um, it's not like there was a book of the Bible dedicated to this topic, right. this community. It just, right. it just wasn't written that way for yeah. that reason. But there are some things that we can glean, um, yeah. not just in terms of, you know, gay, lesbian, but, right. but even some trans questions about transgenderism yeah. um, that the Bible does speak to. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I mean, there, there is, I mean, it's, <laughs> here we go. It's both, right? <laughs> There's not a ton if you look at it and you, if your goal is to gloss over it, right? Like if your goal is just to find your answer, right? There's not a there's not a ton. But if you're really like trying to hear, um, you know, Jesus's goal throughout this, to, to really see what God is trying to say, and to really understand what's going on and all that stuff, then there is a lot. There is a lot here. Yeah. Um, uh, there is a lot in Scripture that tells you how to have these conversations and, and tells you how you should treat people, um, because that's the point. They're people. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we're all people and um, they're our neighbors. And so um, so there is a lot there, but it is also, there are parts here that are very, very clear too. Um, and, and I think, well, I know um, just with a lot of conversations I've had with students and just people in general and things on TikTok mm-hmm. that are just consistently questioning and trying to say it's saying something other than what it's saying, sure. which is just not true. Right. Um, and so it's it's very important that we know what it says. And we're not going to go through every single one of um, you know the scriptures. There are plenty of more. And we've got uh, yeah. material that we can give you, um, you know, resources. We'll give you resources. But just like the terms that we said before and we went through and, you know, did our best to define and try to mm-hmm. give you a view on it um this is just information um it could be used very poorly yeah and it could be used to tear down you know um you know walls and and do the exact opposite of what jesus intended that is what the pharisees did you know and and we need to realize that we need to understand that um that uh this you know we could use this sword to do what it was not intended to do. <laughs> and do damage. Yeah, yeah, it's a very dangerous place to be. So I will tell you, don't stop here. This is for you to know, but it's not for you to go and just 
go running and start, yeah. you know. It's too easy to cherry pick a scripture and say, see, this is what it says, right. and rip it out of context and, yeah. um, you know, misrepresent it for one and then do unneeded damage oh, yeah. um, with, you know, <laughs> the world at large yeah. um, because we not only misrepresented it, but we also um, used it as a weapon. Yes. Yeah. And we didn't know sometimes. Sometimes there are Christians who do that. You know, I, most of the conversations I have, um, it's it's because there were Christians who had good mindsets. They did desire to have uh, a, a conversation to help people out, or you know. But it just <laughs> they didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, they knew what the Bible said. They didn't know how, you know, um, why it says it and how to go about actually yeah. explaining it, and um, also realizing. Again, this is a journey, just like everything in our lives, right? Like we're, we're people too. There are things we struggle with. There's things that we look at scripture that's just like, why does it say that? You know, mm-hmm. how satisfied would you be if someone just said, here, this is what it says. And that's it. <laughs> Here's a pamphlet uh, for you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You, you're, you're good. You're set. Yeah. Um, give your, devote the rest of your entire life to God. Right. You know, everything you do, base it on that. That's not how that works. No. You know, um, and, and, and so I, um, really what we're inviting you to do is to to go to God, take this information, go to God, go to scripture, uh, learn, and then have this mindset that we're going to have conversations. We're going to um, uh, be there for these people. It's not about being right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what it is. It's about um, being in this journey with them and, and talking to them and understanding who they are and what's going on and all that stuff. But then also in you know, if their interest is to dive into the, the, the Bible, diving in with them with the approach that you don't know everything either. You know? Yeah. So. And that and that what the Bible might be talking about might not be a perfect apples to apples comparison every time. Yeah. Because, you know, the setting was different, the culture was different, so on and so forth. And so there is nuance and complexity, and that takes an honest approach and not yes. going to look, okay, I got to go find where the Bible says it's wrong. Yes. Is a different approach than saying... I'm going to go find what the Bible has to say. Right. Um, and, and so to approach it with honesty, being open to whatever is there, um, no matter how how much it creates tension or solves it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that's really it. So, so yeah, so we've got some scriptures here that um, we're going to kind of mention so that you have a place to go to. Right. Um, things to study and wrestle and just talk to God about. Um, you know, that's that's really the goal. So, you ready? Let's do it, man. Cool, man. Okay, so the I'll do my best. <laughs> of course, you 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 tossed me the theology, man. Like, <laughs> golly, oh my goodness, prayer requests. Um, <laughs> so the first one, I mean, uh, Genesis uh, chapter two really just outlines, you know, um, it, you know, Genesis starts off the creation account, but chapter two, you know, just focuses on, you know, he made man and woman, you know, and then the one flesh, mm-hmm. you know, and just um, the importance of that. And uh, that's what you'll see most Christians point back to, yeah. you know, that was, that was the, that was the goal that was originally the original design and, and purpose, you know, um, you know, uh, was to, to create union between mm-hmm. those two people who were different, you know, um, right. there's, there's an importance to the, to the opposite sex, you know, and, um, and then you also see there that it says he made them both male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both, um, 
uh, give the image of God, right. you know? And so that's, that's just so very valuable and they do it together. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, we just, we, that's, that's the first one people yeah, yeah. will go to. Um, well, and that's, so. and that's a big one in terms of, especially transgender. And that's a harder thing to find <laughs> where the Bible could address transgenderism. Right. Um, and so here it's saying like male and female, see, mm-hmm. just like all of creation, all, all the animals were made male and female, humans were made male and female in the image of God. And so, um, you know, you could look at that and say, well, that, that then eliminates the idea that anything else mm-hmm. is not ordained by God or not in the image of God or so on and so forth. And so we do have to be careful right? because we have to remember that the, the reason this was written mm-hmm. wasn't to address this transgenderism right. or sexuality um, specific to kind of what we're doing in this podcast. Yes. Um, that being said, we can glean things from it. We can glean insight if we approach it honestly and in context. Um, and I think it does speak to the idea of male and female, mm-hmm. um, that that we are created by God a certain way. And exactly. so it's up to him to identify us versus us identifying ourselves. ourselves so that's, yes. that's kind of the bigger so bigger conversation that comes yeah. out of this. And you it? see that you see that in every single story, every single person that he has a relationship with, you mm-hmm. know, that, that has a relationship with God in scripture. Mm-hmm. Really all and that's why I said if you really study this, you will see all of the Bible really just addresses, you know, how to treat people. That's right. what we're talking about. And the fact that our identity comes from the Lord. Right. It doesn't come from our feelings or the things, you know, that that are happening outside of us or even our mistakes, which I know, I know that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from God and our relationship with God and mm-hmm. who he says we are. And um, and so, you know, we see that. Uh, we see that in Genesis, and that's very important. And then later on in Genesis, um, in Genesis chapter 19, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Like this is, um, you know, one of the primary stories that people use yeah. to say, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like mm-hmm. this is uh, God absolutely hates this one sin, right. you know. Um, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I encourage you to read that story. Sure. Really study it, see what's going on, because there's a lot more going on than just that. Right. You that know? wasn't their only sin. No, it was not. And Ezekiel uh, chapter 16, 49 really says it, and it, it dives into that. Now, verses 47 to 50, um, I dive into it. I'm going to read that real quick. Um, uh, and and really here, you know, God's talking to, talking to Israel about other things, mm-hmm. but comparing you know, the two, which again, this is know, in their history and they know exactly this is, this is familiar to them. Yeah. Yes. So just so you kind of know, but th- this is what it says. Um, not only did you walk in your ways and do according to their abominations within a very little time, you were more corrupt than they in all your ways. As I live, declares the Lord God, your sister Sodom and, his, and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. And then he kind of walks through um, why he did, like, why they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it says, she and her daughters had pride, mm-hmm. excess of food, prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me. So I removed them when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So the, that's a list. That's not like... This is this was the thing, right? Yeah. This this is it. That's a list, and honestly, we rarely ever address <laughs> a lot of the other things mentioned on that list as like. Well, <laughs> some of those make me more uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yes, a hundred percent. You know, um, 
Yeah, no. And, and, you know, pride, you know, excess of food and prosperous yeah. ease, but you don't aid the poor and the needy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Like yeah. those are, you know, and they were haughty. And then he says, you know, and they did an abomination before me. And before that, yeah. he kind of points towards abominations. So mm-hmm. there were multiple abominations, mm-hmm. multiple things that were referred to as that word. But then at the end, when it uses the word abomination, mm-hmm. there's no S tied to that. So he's pointing to a specific like thing. Th- this abomination. Right. This yeah. abomination specifically. And the word there translated in Hebrew, it's it's tobah. Um, and, and so it's specifically, again, addressing and pointing back to the words in Leviticus 18.22 and um, the chapter 20 to 13, which are two other scriptures that specifically address, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, homosexual behaviors, you right. know, tendencies and stuff. And so, uh, and it's specifically talking about where a man is lying with a male as with a woman, right. um, you know, and then so in Leviticus uh, eight, chapter 18 and 22, it, it says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination mm-hmm. um, to Oba. And then, uh, you know, in chapter 20, thir- uh, verse 13, it says, if a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, Right. you know, and so it's pointing specifically to that and saying, Yes, this is it. Right. Um, this is this is one. So I think I mean there's a lot there. I, yeah. I think it's interesting because, like you said, the story of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is mm-hmm. kind of used as that definitive. See, God hates homosexuality right. way worse like, than hate, everything yeah, else. Like this, right. is the, man. This this you want to see God be set off? Like, mm-hmm. look, this is what it looks like, and He has no tolerance for that. Um, but there's a couple things in there. One is. There was a whole bunch of other things going on. That wasn't yep. their only sin. It was not 100%. like they were great, except for this one thing that God didn't like, mm-hmm. and that's why he wiped them out in a way that's like, you didn't see judgment from God coming like that all no. the time. But the reality is there were more things going on. It was a very much more holistic reason. Right. And there's a lot more in that story, distra- too. A ton. Oh, yeah. It's Man, that's a really difficult, complex, weird right. <laughs> story. It is, um, immensely, yes. But... And so, I, so my whole point with that is to to make sure that we don't um, boil it down, reduce it mm-hmm. to this this. Well, they practiced homosexuality, right? And so God wiped them out. Yeah, and because that's not that's not what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a difference between God hating the sin and God hating the people. And that's I true. think a lot of the time that this scripture is referenced, there are groups of people that use this scripture, yeah. um, you know, to say God hates these people. Mm-hmm. That's I don't true. see that tr- anywhere in scripture that God hates anyone. Uh, exactly. Um, and so that, uh, you know, we, we, we cannot mistake God's anger and judgment for mm-hmm. hating the people that that is directed toward, because that's not ever what's going on right. anywhere in scripture. Yeah. It's an intolerance towards sin and people rebelling against him, but it's not that he doesn't love them. Yes. And that, that I think, needs to dictate our tone as Christians about how we engage how we think about this community how we engage with this community oh yeah that's perfect i mean i, I agree 100 percent, and that's why i like ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 because it does a good good way of je- kind of addressing both camps mm-hmm. um, because it, it walks you through like it that was not the only thing there were way other things you know that were happening that needed to be addressed and, and which is you know and, and they're not again they're they're things that we kind of you know like we don't spend time really um pointing them out right. and, you know... Um, we tend to take it a more simplistic approach right. to things. Yeah. Right. Um, but then again, you know, for the students that I have conversations with who say, well, the Bible really doesn't claim that this really is mm-hmm. bad. You know, Ezekiel, 
you know, 1649 does point specifically to that action. And so, um, so that's one thing, you know, that's why I really like that, that scripture. Cause it, it just, it clears everything out, clarifies everything right. out um, so well. Um, but then there's a, <laughs> the biggest thing that I hear a lot that, you know, especially on TikTok and from people all the time is a claim that that was in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's, we're in the that, New Testament. We, that doesn't apply to us exactly. Yeah. That's not how that works. And and that is there's just so many reasons why that's just false. <laughs> that's a distortion. Um, yeah. yeah, that utter distortion. Um, and the the first one has to do with just Jesus. Like Jesus made it pretty clear himself. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Matthew chapter five uh, verses seventeen to eighteen, he actually points back to what I just mentioned about mm-hmm. Genesis, you know, um, and he also, you know, he makes the claim, you know, I came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. Yeah, yeah. Right? he was the fulfillment mm-hmm. of right. the Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> that, that wasn't his goal. I mean, and, and then in 2 Timothy uh, 3, 16 to 17, it, you know, it says all scripture has been breathed out by God and is profitable for the Christian. So a lot of times, like, you know, we think that there are certain sections that we can just ignore. Right. You can't do that, right? You know, well, because um, in that in that in that scripture, this the, the the scripture that it's talking about mm-hmm. is what we call the Old Testament. It was yes. the Tanakh, the, the right. Torah, the Wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, all of all the writings. Um, that's, I mean, the New Testament hadn't been put together yet, mm-hmm. and so it was saying all of the Old Testament yeah. is useful for this. So it's right. not. We're not exempt from no, that, and, and it takes wisdom to know how it applies to us because there are obviously things that don't yep. translate the same way and it don't apply to to us in today's culture. But right. to write the whole thing off and say, "Well, we don't have to obey those rules anymore because we're under the new covenant," right. that's not accurate either. Well, we're we're so blessed. I mean, and like the New Testament, the 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 um, you know Paul, Peter, um, you know the apostles did a good job about like pointing towards and so did Jesus mm-hmm. about pointing towards the things that don't apply and yeah. the things that do. Jesus yeah. again uh points to you know when when uh you know the Pharisees come to him and start talking to him about um just divorce and you know and it, G- Jesus makes it clear God made a male and female mm-hmm. you know and that was God's original intent for marriage. That's what it was for. You know, but then Paul and Peter specifically point back to Leviticus um in the New Testament. And so if we weren't, if that was an old school thing that we're supposed to ignore, then why would Paul and Peter point to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and they point to the specific ones that I mentioned. Um, in Second Corinthians 6, 16, um, uh, Paul quotes Leviticus 26, 12. And then in 1 Peter 1, 16, um, uh, Peter, you know, quotes Leviticus eleven forty four, And so, and then we see it consistently all throughout, you know, the letters in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul also does it, um, you know, and he's appealing to Leviticus 18.8. You know, it it just, we see it consistently, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. But then there's one specific moment um, that is significant, um, I think, uh, because Paul does something different um, to kind of point out and kind of clarify what he's talking about. And so um, in, in, uh, uh, let's see, I I don't want to, it's 1 Corinthians uh, 6.9. Paul uses the term uh, for men who practice homosexuality mm-hmm. um, that takes <laughs> uses the actual um, 
original words that were used in Leviticus um, in, mm. in verse uh, chapter 18, 22, and uh, chapter 20 and 13. And that's arsen, uh, arsenokotai, um, okay. or kotai. Kotai. Yeah, kotai, right? But that first section, arsen, is... Um, from the word man and cote, um, it's actually the word bed. So men who lie together, who gotcha. you know, um, share bed together. Um, and you know, most, almost all scholars know that this is what he's referring to, mm-hmm. um, point to that. This is exactly what he's referring to. Um, especially since he's using the term specifically, uh, um, used in Leviticus in those moments, mm-hmm. um, where the law is prohibiting that action um but then uh what's even more just profound about all this is that he created this word like yeah this is something he made it wasn't anywhere else in scripture exactly or or used on any other record that we can find right and and he's he's making the claim again you know that this is not okay this is not what god originally intended um well he's directly referencing exactly he's quoting literally Mm -hmm. quoting Mm-hmm. Leviticus, which is a man, man, that man, like he's a, <laughs> to create a word he, to a, make a quote. He's a Bible nerd, man. Oh my gosh, <laughs> goodness, like the skills yeah. that guy had. Um, but yeah, totally flexing there, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, watch this, right? Um, but I want to do a little, th- little thing, exactly. Here, but again, like, to- like at the same time, he is signifying like pointing back to the significance of this, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and we need to, to realize that, that that part of the law, it wasn't abolished. That's not something, you sure. know, and we do see in scripture where other things, you know, that were in Leviticus that, you know, um, kind of makes it clear. Scripture makes it clear that we are not, we no longer mm-hmm. have to follow here and here, you know? Um, but this, this is not one of those. It's not a blanket statement for yes. all, everything. Exactly. Yeah. This is not one of those. So, Yep. And, and so I think there's one, there's one distinction that I want to make sure we, we draw out of that too, is, you know, that word arsenokotai mm-hmm. um, is the act of lying with a right. man, right? Um, and there is so there's a big distinction between, you know, mm-hmm. gay or lesbian or homosexual tendencies um, and acting upon them or having like that as a lifestyle. Even, oh yeah. Have that conversation um, all the time. Those are very different things um, because you and I both know God-loving, Jesus-loving Christians that right. struggle with these longings, these desires, these just, and they wish they wouldn't, they wish that it wasn't the way they are, but it's the way they are. And they've right. tried not to be, and there's, I mean, it's just who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean they give themselves over to it, mm-hmm. but it's it's a reality. It's not like, oh, I became a Christian, and so these things went away. That's just not the reality. That's not how it works. Um, and so we have to be really careful what we call sin and what we don't call sin. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not that we should go around pointing out sin as a general practice no. in other people's lives a lot. Right. Especially um, non-Christians. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> well, yeah. like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, and I think so many, that's one of the primary things people do is yeah. like, you're like, you're sinning here and here and here, which is like, well, yeah, because yeah. they're not Christians. Right. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, and we need, I know we need to wrap up. So we're, we're right. I don't know if we might be past time. Who knows? <laughs> um, we might have to break this up into two episodes. Who knows? But it's all, it's all good. Um, if I'm interacting with someone of the LGBT community mm-hmm. and they don't know God, then if I'm going in trying to fix them, <laughs> right. well, it's not my job to fix anybody. No. Christian, non-Christian doesn't matter. Right. Um, but the problem 
even, even you know, if you want to call it a problem, I, I wouldn't um, to them, especially. But the issue isn't that they are gay or right. trans or whatever. It's that they don't know Jesus. Yes. And so if I'm going in with the wrong motives of what's my goal, um, it's going to go bad. It's going to go so, so, so bad. Oh, yeah. um, it's going to backfire and it, I'm going to do more damage than you could even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to remember our job. And we're going to talk about this more in the next episode of oh, yeah. how do we engage with this culture in, right. in, a, in, a, in a real and a loving way, in a, in a Christ-like way. Our job is to introduce them to Jesus. Right. It's not to fix them. It's not to change their minds. It's not right. to educate them. Not at all. It's to walk with them as, as God calls to them. Yeah. We're not called to clean the fish before we catch it. It's right. That's not how the things work, right? right? Like that's not And it. it's not our job to clean it after right. they've exactly. caught them it's caught not, either. It's not either. Like we are not the whole, we're not Holy Spirit right. Junior. We don't sacrifice. Right. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I tell, I tell the students that all the time, you know, and um, I remind myself that because it, could you imagine the amount of pressure that comes from thinking that that's our job and this yeah. mindset of like, I need to control this. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. What <laughs> right. relationship, like there's that's, no that's room a, for love. Not a healthy there's relationship. No, yeah, th- there's no love there. There's well, like e- even even if I could talk someone out of being trans, yeah, right? That's not my job. No, it's e- and, not. and one, I'm not going to. That's no. not how it's going to work. Right. But two, it's not my job. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm yeah. called to do. So mm-hmm. as we wrap up, because our next episode, we're going to talk more about okay, how do we engage with this community? How do we, how do we help our kids learn how to engage? And mm-hmm. what are some things that they, they're going to have to wrestle with? What are some things we're going to have to wrestle with? What are some questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves? Right. Um, right. How do we do it in a Christ-like way, in a, mm-hmm. in a way that speaks for truth, but also loves and walks in humility and grace and understanding and empathy and all of those kind of things? Because that's what Christ did. He reached out to the the, the people that were exiled by right. the, the religious right people of the day, of the religious leaders of the day. And so how do we do that wisely? Um, mm-hmm. That's a really big conversation. That's what we're going to get into next time. Yeah. But I, I want to kind of recap real quick and just hit, you know, hit on a, a couple of key things that we talked about. Um, one is just a reminder that if you've met one transgender person, you've met one transgender yeah. person. And even if you know their story well, that's the only story you know. Right. Um, I walk it doesn't into, apply anywhere else. I walk into every conversation knowing this is a new conversation and a new person new experience and what i what the conversations i've had in the past like you know that doesn't mean it's it's what this is going to go like yeah exactly no expectation yeah no and and something else and so a lot of a lot of what we talked about today came out of a couple different books um, that we've we've been reading on this a lot Mm -hmm. and um and we've both had obviously personal interactions we know people that are in this community but we've also been working hard to understand and learn more um and so there's a couple books we're gonna we're gonna reference and we'll put them in the show notes as well Mm -hmm. um we're gonna put all the scripture that we talked about today in the show notes so you guys have all of that available to you um and so there's one book called what does the bible say about homosexuality, and it's by Kevin DeYoung, and that's where um, it's a it's a really good book. It gets through a lot of different scripture of you know here's what the scripture says, and here's the pushback that you often get against it, and whether or not that's valid. It's a, it's a good reference book. It's a great material, great insight into what the Bible does actually say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll put that in the show notes. But there's a word of caution, I would say, if you're going to read that book, which I would I would encourage anyone listening to this to read that book. Yes, but my don't read it unless you also plan on reading some other stuff because um, it is written like a textbook. It is written like a, a research paper. Right. It's very kind of cold and clinical because mm-hmm. that's, that's all it's trying to do. And that's, right. there's nothing wrong with that. It's answering questions, not a person. It, it is. And, and the issue is 
the tone, and you and I both experienced this when we read it, is mm-hmm. this feels like how so many Christians approach these conversations, right. which is a horrible way of approaching yes. these conversations. Yeah. It's it's background information that we need to have and own and wrestle with so that we can go have conversations and mm-hmm. go have interactions and go develop relationships, but it's not how we should have those right. conversations. We need to know truth, right? right? But we also need to know how to use it, right? Like right. We can't... It's, it's very important to know this because you can get very confused and, and mm-hmm. go out there and not know anything and then learn, you know, things that just don't make yeah. sense. You know, uh, like I said, that's what happens in TikTok all the time. Right. Um, so it's so important to know this and, and understand it, but also realize that, you know, um, we're not answering questions. It's, it's, it's not, not a, a blueprint for how to do that. No. It's just not written right, that way. Exactly. And so, um, and so we have to be careful. And, I, and and again, I think so often I think that the Christianity has seen to kind of have that tone though. Yeah. Of here's we we talk at people mm-hmm. and we try to you know tell them the truth, but we're not actually trying to engage with them. And so right. so if you're going to read that book, which again I would stress that you should because it gives you a lot of that solid you know basis and foundation to work off of. Right. Um, but don't stop there. And so there's another book I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend, and it's one that you and I have both read and we loved. Right. Um, it's called Embodied, mm-hmm. um, and it's by Preston Sprinkle. And it's um, he's a Christian author that he has done. Um, a lot of work in the transgender LGBT community. Mm-hmm. He's engaged, um, and, and he's written exhaustively on this, and he's kind of lived it and walked it out. Um, and right. he does this amazing job of, of balancing truth, but doing it, doing it with compassion and love and grace and humility and all the things that we're talking about. And that's, I think, a phenomenal book um, for, for any Christian to read, especially those who... Um, mm-hmm are either dealing with this situation personally, have a child that may be, or just know someone or wants to engage or understand more. It's a, it's great in terms of the perspective. That's probably a good one to have going into right. engaging with this community. More. Yeah. Helps kind of like align your heart with the, um, the goal here. Exactly. And so, and that's, and we're going to be talking about that more. That's cause that's what we're going to talk about this next episode. That book will come up again and we'll be referencing that some more. Right. Um, and that, but that's, that's gonna be a great conversation. Yep. hundred percent. And then my favorite one um, is uh, Messing Grace, and that one is by uh, Caleb Koltenbach, and he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does all sorts of videos on YouTube and stuff, and, um, you know, actually speaks at um, uh, many different um, youth programs and whatnot, but mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal, um, you know, just his story in general, uh, you know, he, and so, like, does a great job of doing kind of the same thing as Embodied, you mm-hmm. know, walks you through you know, the, the questions, but then also like, um, you know, answering the questions, but also like, you know, actually answering the person, you know, experiencing <laughs> right. the relationship, getting yeah. to know them. Um, you know, uh, his parents were both, um, divorced and then, uh, they, you know, they were both, um, uh, homosexual. And so, um, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he felt led to start a church. And so, gotcha. um, so yeah. Uh, and just, how he came to that place and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It tells you his story. Yeah. It's a wonderful story. Well, so. and it, and it, I think that shines a light on the complexity of right. there are, there are things that there aren't easy answers or maybe even answers and right. there's tension without resolution. And how do you walk in the midst of all of that in mm-hmm. a God honoring way um, when it hits you where you live? Yeah. And I think that's, it's beautifully complex. Yep. Um, which might make us uncomfortable because we like answers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it, and it provides some, but it also just helps us become more okay with living in the tension. Yeah. And it d- definitely, exactly. It, it provides you 
lets you know what it should look like, you mm-hmm. know, and it kind of prepares your heart for when you're in the midst of those circumstances, right. what not to do, what to do, right. um, you know, uh, because I mean, this is his parents, you know, like it's a different sense of, you know, um, it's just different. And so it's a really great book, Messy Grace, definitely uh, would recommend it. Awesome. So that's awesome. I love their conversation today. And this has been awesome. Yeah, and man, I can't wait. The next one's going to be, it's going to be good too. Oh yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yep, um, that's too. where we put, put it all together. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're going to bring it all together. Yeah, hopefully. Yep. Sweet. We hope you enjoyed our conversation on this episode. And we really hope that you'll tune in to our next one. It's our last one of this series as we kind of bring it all together and talk through how do we hold on to truth and stand for truth, but do it with love and do it with empathy and do it in, in a way that brings people in with and not casting them out. And that's a difficult line to walk, but it's what Christ did and it's what we're called to. So that's going to be a great conversation. So we hope you tune in. Thanks for listening.